Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good evening and welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamart Community Radio. Yes, indeed. Thank you for joining us, however you have done so, whether you are tuned in on Clamart Community Radio, 94.6 FM, or online on tunein.com, or, I suppose, via any or any any and all podcast suppliers be it iTunes, Google, Mixcloud.com. Thank you. Anyway, you're welcome. It's a weekly trivia quiz game where we do questions based around a year each week. And tonight, the time machine has landed on 1968. Let's go and meet the teams who are ready to do battle over that important year. In front of me, I'll say hello to the member of the blue team who is in the room. Andrew Newman here. Classical sounds. You really broke out the radio voice there for that intro. I do. I do every, every, every week. <laughs> this is how I sound, John, generally just talking to anybody. You're welcome, Andrew. Thank you. And your teammate tonight, coming to us by the miracle of Skype, but other telephony providers are available. Oh, hello there. It's Paddy Duffy here, calling from old London time. <laughs> you sound like a Eurovision announcer and you're just about to give well, scores. That could be in Paddy's future. Yeah, you do not know that, Linda. That's well possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, evening, Paddy. Thank you for joining us. Pres- Thank you for I- having me, as ever, John. I presume there's no fog in ye old London town. No, no. If anything, it's it's uh, unseasonably warm. I, I I fear like uh, an ice cream raid is going to break out anytime soon. <laughs> it's warm here too, but I'm going to hopefully say seasonably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Over. Oh, go- yeah. No, fair enough. Actually, go across. <laughs> I go across the table to greet the red team tonight. Hello, red team. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, John Cribben, man of leisure at the moment. Oh, teacher on holidays, in other words. Mr. John Cribben Jr. Yes. Welcome back, John. Oh, thank you. Have you recovered from the... (laughs) No statistics Last time you were on. Okay, okay, we're not allowed to say anything. No, no. Uh, No, no. I was over. We had a good time. We had a good time. Oh, is this when you're like nine nine points to thirty five percent? Paddy Duffy, you were awful kind to them. Very <laughs> <There we> good. <laughs> I, I try to spread my munificence wherever I can. <laughs> <laughs> and we've already heard a taste, a little hint of who the teammate for John is tonight. So introduce yourself, please. Hello, my name's Linda Conway, and I'm captain of the red team. Oh, drop that in there, captain. Authority. Coordinator. She is the boss. No, oh, I'm not. Yes. Yes. Um, red yeah. Baron. Red Baron. Red Baron. No, I am. I'm That's the Red Baron of yeah. my Red Squadron, and yeah. we have a, a great old time together. Okay, before we go, let's meet the final member of the team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening. Clancy, how are you doing? Good day, everyone. Hurry up and get this done, please. That's my feeling, Clancy. Oh, wow. Clancy has to get somewhere, I guess. Okay, yeah. let's do what he said, so, and proceed with the quiz. Round number one, that's our multiple choice round. In this round, each player gets asked a question on their own. If they can answer it without assistance, they get two points for their side. There will be multiple choice of three options for them to choose from. If they need to confer with their teammate, they only get one point for a correct answer. If they give me a wrong answer, well, then it will go across to the side who can confer away. And if they pick the right answer, get one point bonus. Now, it's an even-numbered show tonight, which means we are starting with the blue team. Okay, and go. since Andrew is here, he gets to go first. Go. That's, of course, our rule these days. That's go. your new rule? New rule. Yeah. Four yeah. point, whatever it was. Yeah. It's, call it's, it in the, it's in the book. Every... It's in the book. It's in the book. Right. Andrew. Uh-huh. A seat alongside the Grand Canal in Dublin was unveiled on St. Patrick's Day, 1968, to commemorate which poet? Was it A, Patrick Kavanagh, B, W.B. Yeats, or C, Austin Clark? It's Patrick Kavanagh. Oh, he straight didn't need any help there from Paddy. Well done. Mm. Yes, indeed. To commemorate... Uh, Monaghan's most famous son who had uh, passed away the year before that's great right across we go who's going first on the red team ladies first I think very good Linda mm-hmm. so excited okay here we go <laughs> dun, 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 dun. the standard time act of 1968 was passed by the government in October here in Ireland what effect did it have 
on Ireland's time zone. A. It doubled daylight savings time. B. It moved Ireland onto Central European time. Or C. It allowed each county council to decide if they wanted to use daylight savings time or not. Which of those three options? Can you give me the options again? Please? Sure. A. It doubled daylight savings time. B. It moved Ireland onto Central European time. And C. It allowed each county council to decide if they wanted to use daylight savings time. I'm going to go for B. Uh, she's going for B. It moved Ireland to Central European time. Well That's correct. <gasps> that was a nice entrance. Well <laughs> I was like, oh, please remember. <laughs> my heart. Well, well, that was very good. If somebody <laughs> took my pulse right about now, <laughs> <laughs> maybe 290 old. Okay, well done, Linda. Two points for your side. Right, Paddy, are you with us? Here we go. Your question. In December 1968... Which Apollo mission became the first manned spacecraft to leave Earth's orbit, reach the moon, orbit it, and then return safely to Earth? Your multiple choice is simply three numbers. Is it A, 8, B, 9, or C, 10? Oh, man, I'm rubbish with space. Um... It's all right. I, I, it's okay. That sounded like that sounded like conferring. That sounded like conferring. It wasn't really actually. Much. It was okay. I said that's okay. <laughs> he was just giving. He was just giving me some reassurance, John, okay. on, on what's been frankly a tough day. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to formally confer with my learned oh, colleague okay, because right, I just right, can't right. keep these sort of things straight. Okay. So Andrew, you're in. It's number eight. Number Apollo eight. Eight. Correct for one point. Yeah. Good man. All right. Yes, it did all of what was said there. Uh, the following one, number uh, Apollo 9, was the first launch of the lunar module. Mm. And Apollo 10 almost landed on the moon. It went all the way out as if it was, but it stopped uh, no more than about 10 miles and go over the surface of the moon yeah. and came back. Yeah. Yeah. Just a dry run. Practice run, yeah. All right, final question of the evening. All right, not the evening, Jeremy. You know I mean? I'm <laughs> oh, getting way too question. ahead. Oh, yeah, bye. <laughs> way too ahead of myself. Of round one, I mean. Goes, for, goes to John. John, the world's smallest republic, was established in 1968 when it became independent on January 31st. What is the name of this state? Is it A, Bahrain, B, Mauritius, or C, Nauru? The world's smallest republic was established in 1968. What is its name? Is it A, Bahrain, B, Mauritius, or C, Nauru? B and C both got independence that year, which is the smallest <laughs> is the question. Um, <laughs> okay, interesting clucking type silly noise thing, right? Gets me in the zone. Um, are you going to take it on your own or are you going to confer with Linda? Uh, <laughs> He's giving Linda the, the, the sideways look there. Uh, we will... <laughs> I, I was comparing that. It wasn't. Okay. It was the same as you, all right? Is I need. Right? I need you to make a decision. Okay, John. I'll, either way. I think I'll go for it, and I'll yes. say. What's he going to say, folks? <laughs> Come on, John. C. You're going for C. Uh, now, Rue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good for two points. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Yes, now, Rue. Got independence on January 31st, uh, sort of from Australia, sort of from the Commonwealth in general. It's a bit confusing. Mm -hmm. And it's so small, it is only 21 square kilometres or 8.1 square miles. That is the size of the country. It's an island in the, uh, in the, around the equator in the Pacific. OK, that's the end of the round. Let's go and check the scores with Clancy. Blue, two, three points. Red, two, four points. So it's a four points to three lead for the... Red team after the first round. This is our connections round. In this round, I will offer the teams, I'll give them two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links them and the year in question, they get three points. They can ask for a third and then a fourth piece of information should they need it, at which point they will be playing for two and one points respectively. A wrong answer at any stage will see all four uh, pieces of information offered across for a potential one point bonus for the other side. Start with the team that's trailing. That is Andrew and Paddy. Are you ready, guys? Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't like this trailing sign. Mm -hmm. 
Here we go. Douglas Rain and Leonard Rossiter. Okay, well, Leonard, Leonard Rossiter, of course, was uh, Rigsby in Rising Damp. Um, and Donald Rain, is that what you said? Donald Rain, and Rain is spelt as the water that falleth from the sky. This doesn't mm. make any sense to me now, Paddy, to be honest with you. I I don't I don't have I don't have much of a handle on it at the moment. I suspect mm. it's probably uh, actors in a in a play maybe that debuted or a, a program that debuted in in sixty eight. But okay, I, I, I would I would think we might need to go for another clue. Yeah, yeah, at I the think so too. Okay, okay. Do you want to go for that third piece of info? Go for it, Jim. Douglas for it, Jim. Douglas Rain, Leonard Rossiter, and Arthur C. Clarke. Okay, Arthur oh. C. Clarke was the writer of the novella for for 2001 Space Odyssey so and those other people are oh. actors in that movie I, I would imagine Patty so would we go right, that God I didn't know Rigsby I didn't know Rigsby was in Space Odyssey but it sounds it sounds uh, it sounds because Stanley Kubrick directed it and, yeah. and, he, and Stanley Kubrick got it from the the novel by Arthur C. Clarke so I reckon I think yeah I think that's a good shout. I reckon if we were to go for another clue, John, I'd probably say yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. So sure, will we will we take a punt and go for Space yeah. Odyssey? Yeah, two thousand one Space Odyssey, John. Okay, gets hey, two points, good man. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, after uh, well, the fourth clue that we didn't get to was Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and the Arthur C. Clarke, as Andrew correctly identified, wrote the original novella and also wrote the script. Mm. For 2001 A Space Odyssey, Leonard Rossiter, as Paddy identified, the man who played Rigsby in Rising Damp, he had a role in 2001 as the Russian scientist Simsilov. All right. Or Simi. Yes. And Douglas Rain was uh, the actor who was the voice of Hal. Okay. Um. All right. So across we go. Ready, uh, John and Linda. Just about. Ara. Ara. <laughs> Bottle of the night. <laughs> okay. You've got October the 5th and Betty Sinclair. October the 5th and Betty Sinclair. So I can't even consult a Paddy now if, if they don't get it right at any stage. Well, if, if it comes across to you, obviously you'll be in bonus territory and yeah. then you can yeah, have your... You're a conflab. But that's just, I'm just wondering because I don't. It doesn't. I think we'll need another. We need another. Yeah, we'll need another. Okay, we've got. Whether it'll help us or not, so I'm not sure. October the 5th. Betty Sinclair, Bernadette Devlin. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Andrew's just looking sage-like over here in the corner, <laughs> sitting back. Uh, Can one nod to oneself? Good radio, yeah. just mm. sing a song or something. <laughs> oh, the names. I they don't ring any bells no. to me at all, and neither does the date. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to go for the last clue. I think okay. That's going to give us any help. Well, we'll see. Uh, we got uh, October 5th, Betty Sinclair, Bernadette Devlin, and Eamon McCann. Oh. <laughs> all right. Anything at all coming to mind? Or are you they, no, it's not. You're both not just... really, you know. No. Uh... So young. <laughs> mm. It wouldn't be that, would it? Oh, they could be... Um... Are they athletes, maybe? Well, it didn't start till... Was it? No, that was summer, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was late. Okay, uh, you sound like you're, I don't know, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but are we in the right ballpark? I don't. Um, you're not allowed to ask that question. Possibly, I couldn't. I wouldn't. You're not allowed to ask that question. I wouldn't comment either way. I am uh, going to. I'm going to quietly tidy up yeah. the desk here. I, but they wouldn't happen in October fifth. Yeah, but it was, it was late. It was that time. It was October anyway. 
These mice have been. Whatever you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do it's need the only to... thing we have, so we might just go for the Olympics. Yeah. The 1968 Summer Olympics. Yes, yeah. that's the ones. Okay. Fred is incorrect. No. Cross we go. Bernadette well, Devlin. Bernadette Devlin, yes. Wasn't oh. she, uh, Patty, wasn't she a human rights... Um, um, she... She was, yeah, yeah. yeah. She became, she, yeah, she became an MP. Then she burned it at McCallisky. Yeah. Exactly. And Neiman McCann is a prominent civil rights campaigner yeah. in Derry. Yes, has been for a while. I reckon. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much specificity we need to get into. Exactly. But I would That's say the civil rights movement every week. in Derry would be my, would be my guess for the civil rights movement. Derry yeah. would be my. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. I was looking just for the, mm. the start of the Northern Ireland civil rights yeah, movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that gets you a point, blue team. But the, the the Olympics did start in October. They were late. Yeah, John was right in that yeah, regard. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. So October, uh, we're going. We're going. Emma McCann, as Paddy and has already explained, mm. he's still around today. He was actually in MLA as recently as last year okay. for People Before Profit. Uh, Bernadette Devlin, then Mikalski, was uh, leading a leader, leading light there. Yeah. She's a young lady at the time. Betty Sinclair was the first leader of the Northern Irish Civil Rights Association, mm-hmm. and. Um, their first massive event occurred in Derry on October 5th of 1968. Okay. Big march. <clears throat> All right. So that gets a point. Bonus. Right. Excellent for Not the blue bad. team. All and right. blue team, your question. Oh, great. Ludwig Svoboda and Jan Palak. Ooh. Oh, ah. Oh, hold on now. Hold on now. Yeah. Andrew looks Ludwig like he knows Svo- it too, Svoboda. Petty. Yeah. I... Sixty-eight would have been the yes, uh, yes, yes. Patty. Sixty-eight would have been the Prague, the Prague exactly, Spring, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly, yes. <laughs> so that Dubček fellow as well. He might mention him along the line too. Alexander Dubček. I reckon so. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, they they sounded a bit. They sounded a bit Czech to me. Mm-hmm. Those names. So I reckon Sixty-eight. Uh, I think I would. Yeah, Ludwig Svoboda. Oh, Svoboda. Svoboda. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought it was Svoboda. Yeah. It, it, it reminded Andrew Skoda, and his brain just went bing. <laughs> It did. Train it off. But still, though. Yeah, whatever works. I, I, yeah, and I reckon, mm. I, I reckon that's as good a, I reckon that's as good a shout as we're likely to get. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think we'll only talk ourselves out of it at this we point. Would. So will we, will we go for, Prague will we go for the Czech uprising, yes. Prague Spring '68. Yes, in that, in, in that exact way of saying. Yeah. Hey, three buzzers. All righty. Three big points there for the blue team. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Ludwig Svoboda, Svoboda yeah. president of Czechoslovakia, That's good, eh? right through uh, right through uh, till the seventies. Actually, oh, okay. he was the because um, Dubček, who was clue four here, mm-hmm. was actually uh, communist states were a bit odd. He was like the general secretary yeah, of the yeah, communist yeah, party, yeah. Yeah, thus the leader, too. but you know he yeah, wasn't the president. Yeah, exactly. Jan Palak was a Czech student who self-immolated. That's right to protest the Russian invasion when yeah. it came. Mm-hmm. And or clue effect. three would have been The Unbearable Likeness of Being by Milan Kundera. Oh, okay, I wouldn't have known that. But... <laughs> which is a famous novel set during the Prague Spring. Okay, fair enough. Which Paddy would have known. Well done, not so, Paddy. Paddy would have known. Right, three I points. Well done. Right. Over we go. Final question of the round for John and Linda. Okay. John Gordon Main, that is spelled M-E-I-N, and then... Oddly enough, two people for the second clue. They are David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. So, John Gordon Main and David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, who are together for a reason. Anything? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Um, is that for three points, John? Yeah? That is uh, for three points, Andrew. Yes, it's true. Yeah. I suppose we'll need an extra clue. We'll need an extra yeah. clue. Yep. Okay, John Gordon Main. We've said we've said David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Now we get number three, Robert F. Kennedy. Okay. Yep. Oh. <sighs> I can sit back. You need to be less smug. You need to dial down the smug. All right. <laughs> yes. People at home can hear the smug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes. guys. You're actually in control. I'll ignore Andrew now for a minute. Uh, we've got, uh, got John Gordon Main, 
Then we've got those two people, David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. And we've got Robert F. Kennedy. It must be. <laughs> what are you going to do? Another clue. I think so. Okay. Just to figure it out. <laughs> John Gordon Maine, David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, Robert F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, so, yeah, they were shocked that year, I suppose. They were all assassinated in 1968. Uh, yeah, yeah. Murder yeah, victims, yeah. basically, yeah. is what I was yeah. looking for there. Yep. Uh, famous and uh, sometimes not so famous. The others were civil rights... Uh, no, they weren't. Yes. No, they weren't. Uh, so I obviously don't need to tell you about Martin Luther King or Robert F. Kennedy. Nope. David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen were the first victims of the Zodiac Killer, oh. famous serial killer in America. Was okay. caught. Uh, still, still not caught. No. And uh, John Gordon Maine was the American ambassador to Guatemala. Okay. And he was killed uh, in the middle of a civil war in Guatemala, and he was the first... Um, Ambassador, American ambassador killed, and it was a big deal at the time. No, any of that. Right, so that gets you the point anyway, guys. Thank so you. well done there. And that is the end of the round. Let's go over to Clancy, and we check how that round has affected the scores. Blue team nine points. Red team five points. So we've had a turnaround there in the fortunes of the teams. The blue team are now in the lead after a stonking, I think is the only term I can use, uh, mm-hmm. round number two. So let's go on to round three. This is, of course, our famous oh. audio Inf- round. Infamous. Everyone <laughs> loves it. In this round, I will play a piece of music. The teams will get a point. Whoever's in control will get a point for telling me the artist and the song title. And then there will be two subsequent questions, both worth a point each as well. Any wrong answers, we'll see it offered across to the side. Who can get a potential bonus? We start with the team that's trailing. That's the red team. So here's the first piece of music for you guys. Are you ready? Here we go. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman Giving all your love to just one man Okay, I'm not expecting this one to be too difficult. So who is that and what are they singing? Go for it. Stand by your man, Tommy Wunnett. Correct. Got you a point. Well done. Come back, starts now. Here we go. <laughs> Double figures. <laughs> well, I want to get past nine. <laughs> yeah, that's the aim. <laughs> to which country music star did Tammy Wynette get married the year after this song was released? <laughs> the end of the marriage in 1975, presumably inspiring her other famous hit, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> so who was oh. she married to between 69 and 75? An equally famous man. Wasn't Marty Stewart? Could be. I looked up a lot of weddings, but not the following year one. <laughs> <laughs> Cunning, I know. Uh, what can I say? Uh, it's not my year, so I don't really know. Well, no. Well, now you're six in 2002, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The definition of before his time. Just going to have to punt at Marty Stewart because I don't. You're going to say Marty Stewart. Right. Is it wrong? Yes, he's going for the wrong. <laughs> Afraid it's wrong. Buddy, have you any idea at all? Inkling, slightest. I, I think. I think it might be George Jones. If you want to say not, George I, Jones. Yeah, that, that's where my inkling is is Go taking me. Anyway, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'd be inclined to say George Jones. It's always good to have a hunch. George. There you go, Patty. Hey. <laughs> Correct. She's married to... I love to you, Hunch. <laughs> <laughs> that Hunch on his back. Okay, back we go across <laughs> to John and Linda. Final question on that. If you, okay, if you, thought, if you thought it was me that I went the year after, here I'm going about uh, 25 years ahead. <laughs> Lovely, aren't you? With which like British electronic group did Tommy Wynette have a top five hit in the Irish and British charts in 1992? <laughs> I think I know this. So, with which British electronic group did Tommy Wynette have a top five hit in the Irish charts in 1992? No. Still before his time, unfortunately. Electronic group. It wasn't ELO, was it? ELO? Well, they're the only electronic group I can 
You're unlucky because you're wrong. Paddy, you probably know this. Uh, when when you say the words, I, I go, "Oh, yeah, that's true." I, I do. I, I feel I feel for Linda because I think I think she's uh, she's got a kind of game of countdown in her head mixed up. It's the KLF. Well done. Yes, it was a three-letter acronym, and mm. Linda got the right middle letter. She sorted it. Yeah. You get a third of a point. Does that get me any, <laughs> does that get me any points? I'm afraid it doesn't get you any points uh, in this game. Sorry, Linda. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, the KLF, and she was the guest vocalist on their hit, Justified and Ancient. Mm-hmm. Okay, your song, Andrew and Paddy. Here we go. Ears down. I know I need a small vacation But it don't look like rain And if it snows that stretch down south Won't ever stand the strain And I need you more than won't you Okay, that's fading down there. So, uh, Andrew and Paddy. Paddy, go for it, man. <laughs> you know the, the great the great thing the great thing about being in the satellite studio here via the wonder of Skype is is that I can mime away to my heart's content and nobody can see the embarrassing spectacle that, that's happening here. But you've just admitted it's, that uh, live audience. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's uh, it's Wichita Lineman by uh, Glenn Campbell. Good man. I knew it was Glenn Campbell. I couldn't. I didn't know the song. Yes, indeed, Glenn Campbell. All right, two questions for you guys. Mm-hmm. Which diamond simulant, originally gathered on the banks of a particular German river, were mentioned in the title of Glen Campbell's only Irish number one hit record? Do you, do you want to go with this one, Andrew, or shall I? Stone Cowboy. <laughs> That's the one. Yay! <laughs> I got it. You sounded so uh, so dubious or something, I Andrew. I did. Yes, indeed, rhinestone. All right. Named after the river Rhine. Okay, I'll be I'll be impressed if you know this one, Andrew. Now as oh, well. Oh Jesus. Sorry. Sorry, Before he became a successful solo artist, Glenn Campbell was a member of a famous collective of session musicians who provided backing during the recording of a string of famous songs. Songs featuring Campbell in the background at this time include Caroline No by the Beach Boys, Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra, and You've Lost That Loving Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. So what was the name of the group that he was performing with, or what are they known as? I I don't know. I don't know. So that doesn't mean to say that I don't... That your team mightn't know. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah. Paddy, do your I'm, do, I'm, do your work. I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid to say this one is eluding me, Andrew. All right. um, it's all right. We, we don't have to get the ball. I can't think. This is... Um, God, it's a quick question. Um, mm. What do we say? The um, the, the Campbellettes. <laughs> <laughs> Strangers. He was obviously up front, Glenn Campbell, <laughs> in Paddy's view, because it was the Campbellists. Uh, unsurprisingly, I'm afraid that's wrong. No. Across we go. Uh, chance for bonus here, guys. What was the question again? Uh, the, what was the name of the group of session musicians that Glenn Campbell belonged to before he was a solo star? And they performed on a string of hit records, um, including some I mentioned there. There, that's all. Yeah. What was the name of that group? She looks like she knows. <laughs> She's got the annoying look about you. Ara. Uh, oh, Ara and the Aras. Ara <laughs> and the Aras. With Ara and Ara and Ara. That's obviously an in-joke from before they came. They, <laughs> sure when they were is. doing their team meeting at Supermax earlier. I know, look at what's where it's got them. That group were called the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> yeah. They were okay. The Wrecking Crew. I never heard of them. Interesting. Are you spying Go on Go and look it up. Okay. Back we go across to John oh. and Linda. Next question. Oh, Next piece of music. Here we go. I love that piece of music. I really do. I really Sprint. do. Yes. Okay. Who is it though? Who is it and what are they performing? Any ideas? 
Really? Okay. Andrew. No. Obviously, Andrew. the music of 1968 was not on the study list that yeah. they're passing around. It wasn't mine either, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's got the smug look on again. Yep. Okay. I'll uh, give you another couple of seconds, Linda and John. No. Sorry. Might be Rolling Stones. I would maybe hazard a guess at. Mm. You're hazarding a guess the Rolling Stones. And a song title? Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, that is actual. <laughs> It's an actual song title about Rolling Stones, but that is not the song there. Right, okay. Um, I have to think of the song. <laughs> First. Wait a second, Ouch. Shh. You do have a teammate. Well, well, we, well, we, well we split it, Andrew. Well, we, yeah, well, we yeah, Jimi Hendrix. One. Okay, Jimi Hendrix. So you give, the, you give the song there. And it's Voodoo Child. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I would have accepted either Voodoo Child or Voodoo Child. Oh. Both passable. Oh. <sighs> All right. Because they were, it's complicated. Anyway, across we go. You still have two oh. questions there. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Voodoo Child f- features on uh, Jimi Hendrix's most successful album, or certainly the Jimi Hendrix experiences. Um, what is the name of that album? What is the name of that album released in October 1968? Oh, jeez. Album by Jimi Hendrix was Voodoo. I love music, but and Jimi Hendrix was class, and he was good at what he did. But can I know a title of his one of his albums? No. Same. Well, okay. the answer will be Ara. Ara again, yeah. Okay, We're going again old. with the Ara. <laughs> it's got docking points soon. Paddy, is this the kind of I I I I can't remember, but I I have a funny feeling, and I want you to see. Do you think this is a rational thought? Uh huh. Would the album be called The Jimi Hendrix Experience along with the name of the band? I they, I was thinking it was Are You Experienced? I, that I know that's sounds actually right. There. That sounds right, actually. Because I have a feeling that is name. Because my brother Ron is a huge Jimi Hendrix fan and he had a memor- memorabilia by of his as well, which he lost subsequently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Podcast um, extra time. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> so, um, I... I, well, I, it's the, the other the other one that is in the back of my head is Electric Ladyland, but I don't. That's I'm true. not sure. Oh, jeez, could be it could be either of them. Now, but, uh, yeah, this is a bonus, so I can't. Keep yeah, just go with your first the first one, whatever. You oh say. yeah, let's go with our first sentence. So, well, let's go for Are You Experienced? Yeah, are you experienced? John? Okay. Electric Ladyland. Oh, we zagged, zagged. I say, you oh, zagged when you should have zigged. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. John and Linda Here we go <laughs> The earliest surviving footage of Jimi Hendrix performing Comes from a 1965 US TV appearance Where he is part of the backing group For which famous singer The singer's real name Is Richard Wayne Penniman What is his stage name So Jimi Hendrix's first or Sorry, earliest recorded Surviving footage Let's put it like that comes from a US TV appearance in 1965 where he's in the backing group for which famous singer? Real name, Richard Wayne Penniman. P-E-N-N-I-M-A-N. I'd like to see that. I've never seen that. Mm. He was, he's a very clean-cut looking dude uh, right. in the background. Because next year... He as I recall, he's got a suit and stuff. Oh, the next year he just changed. I loved the music round of 2012, mm-hmm. 1999, 1984. <laughs> what does it look like? Okay, what does it look like? All right, I need to push you for an answer, please. It was around in 1968 that would have... Take it, he was very, very successful at what he did, the singer. Uh, this is in uh, 1965, and uh, I, I'll, I'll give you a clue and say his career was probably on a bit of a downslope. By 1965. Oh. oh. Okay. But no more, shall I say. So, what is that stage name, please? It's not Elvis, anyway. <laughs> well, he did a bit of a comeback. He did. <laughs> but not in 1968. Yeah, not in 65. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Can I get an answer, please? Johnny Cash. 
Yeah. Go for it. What? I'm just randomly plucking names from my brain just to say something. wrong noise there. That's wrong. I'm trying. His name sounds familiar, Paddy, but once it's said to me, I can't. I know. Oh, that's it. Because I've heard that fact. I'd give any money that I had in my pockets to see... Johnny Cash collaborate with who it is. Uh, it's 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 Little Richard. Yeah, that's what it is. Little Richard. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, final piece of music of the round is for Andrew and Paddy, and here it comes right now. Okay, fading down sweetly and softly in the background there. Paddy, is that now? Was that when Mama Cass was on her own, or was she with the band? What, what were their names again? The Mamas and the Papas. Yes, then. I I think it was. I was having the exact same thought to myself as as you were, but the other way around. Mm. I was. I think. It, I think it is the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, so do I. And the song is uh, "Dream a Little Dream of Me." Yes. To be honest, I had written down that I would accept either okay. because it was released mm. as, it was, I suppose, the start of her solo career. So it was yeah. released officially as Mama Cass and the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Right, two questions on that. In what year did Mama Cass Elliot die in a London flat at the age of just 32? I think it was 1974. Oh, right. I think. That, I mean, I would have been just plucking a date out of the sky. I would have said 71, but with no sort of conviction at all, whereas you sort of went in with a good, decisive 74. So oh, let's, let's Jesus, go with don't that. do that to me. <laughs> well, what are we saying? Yeah, let's I, I, Yeah, let's let's go with your instinct, Andrew. Yours is much stronger so you're, than you're mine in this one, so let's go for that. Would you have been thinking of Janis Joplin in 1971? Oh, uh, possibly, in fairness. Yeah, mm. I might be conflating the two, to be honest. Okay. So, yeah, so let's, yeah, let's, say, let's say 74. That was your... It's incredibly correct, your, yes. That is exactly uh, right. Brilliant. Right. Great answer. Okay, 1974, yeah. indeed. Okay. And back to the Mamas and the Papas for a second. What was the surname of the husband and wife who made up half of the Mamas and the Papas oh, during the no group's idea. existence? You, I have no clue. Have you any thoughts there, Paddy? Um, I think, I think it's Wilson. If, it's, if that's your hunch, that's your hunch. If it's, if it's not Cass, it, well, yeah, I mean, Cass isn't a surname. It's, no, yeah, I Wilson, think, I think it it's up. Wilson. Wilson. Oh, Jim. hold on, hold no, on. No, no, hold no, on no, 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 no. Hold on now. This is because no, I'm thinking there was that there was the band in the in the nineties, the sort of the the all female troupe, um, Wilson Phillips. Oh. And yeah. they were they were both they were they were daughters or they were relatives of okay. Beach Boys and the Mamas and the Papas. Okay. So I think it's actually I think it's actually Phillips. It's it's not it's not Wilson. I think it's Phillips. Did you just oh, get to the answer, please. If you don't mind, Pat. I love all this knowledge you have in your brain. Excuse Did you me, just no, get excuse, to the question? We have questions. Excuse me. Excuse me. Over there, team Team Red. If you could just get to the answer, that would be great. Excuse me, Team Thanks. Red. Honestly, that's out of order, Linda Conway. Now you need so to need to let the man let the man think. It's fine. Thank you. I have my process, Linda. God. Okay, I'll keep, keep going. Right. Oh, if so, this process would get to an answer, no, you... that would be lovely. Okay. So, right, we're going to go with Phillips then, so is that correct? So, in conclusion, we did not know Phillips. Phillips. Uh, we're going yeah, for Phillips. Phillips. Yes. After all that. Yes. Yeah. Hooray! Hey. Well done. That was a good process. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> After all that. Thank the conclusion you. was correct. That they was were uh, Michelle and John Phillips. Sorry, yeah. And Paddy's right, their daughter, who I think is called something like China, okay. uh, was in Wilson Phillips in the, okay. in the late 80s, early 90s. And the other one's called Delph. <laughs> yeah. right. right, let's go and check how that round has affected the standings here <laughs> has today. What is the scores, yeah. please, Clancy? Blue team 18 points. Mm-hmm. 
Red Q6 points. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay. It's a, it's, 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 it's a bit of a lead there, but you never know what can happen in the final round. So we'll be taking our ad break, and we'll be back in three minutes' time. Please don't right. go away. And you are welcome to the second part of tonight's After the Fact. It's the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamart's Community Radio. Tonight's questions are all about 1968. And after three rounds this evening, the blue team of Andrew Newman and Paddy Duffy um, have a pretty comfortable lead, 18 points to six, mm-hmm. just triple scores, over the red team, uh, John Crippen Jr. and Linda Conway. Mm-hmm. However, all can change in the final round. Mm-hmm. This is our 20 questions. In this round, the team will get asked a question when they're in control. If they get it right, they get a point, and they also get the next question. This can continue until at most five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control over, but they will get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. However, a wrong answer at any point will see the question go across for potential bonus, and the other side will get the next question as well. Right, we're going to start with the team that's trailing. That's the red team, Linda and John. Uh, are you ready? Is it? Are, are we? Are we? <laughs> Oh, that's thing to be. Thanks for telling us that. Thanks. Go on. Here we go. Question number one. On March 31st, who surprised the world when he announced he wouldn't be seeking re-election as President of the United States of America? Okay, Lyndon B. Johnson. That's the chap. Yeah, that's correct. Question two. On May the 13th, led by students, over one million people marched through which European capital city? An event which sparked riots and almost a month of civil unrest. Say that again, John, please. On May the 13th, led by students, over one million people marched through which European capital city? An event which sparked riots and almost a month of civil unrest. Warsaw, Poland. You're going for Warsaw, Poland. Ah. All right. That's incorrect. Across you go, Paddy and Andrew. Paddy, I read this to you, and I, 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 it went right from my brain. Um, I, I think it might be Paris. The Paris riots, the sixties. Yeah, there was famous riots there. Yes, true. Okay, that's correct. Yeah, May sixty-eight riots oh, in Paris. Yeah. Mm. Okay, your question, Andrew and Paddy. Okay. Which song by Desmond Decker and the Aces became the first reggae? song to top the UK singles chart. It also reached number nine in the US charts. Any, any thoughts there, Freddy? I think it's the Israelites. Oh, cheers, yes. <laughs> Andrew concurs. <laughs> Correctly. Well done. Next question. In New York in 1968, little-known successful group, The Beatles, yeah, uh, announced the creation of what record label? which has published their music ever since. Apple. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> <laughs> Question uh, for four now. What was unusual about Italy's 2-0 win over Yugoslavia in the final of Euro 1968? I didn't look at Euro 1968, did you, Patty? I, I didn't I didn't do a tap today, I'm afraid, Andrew. Oh, I've been a very bad reviser. Whoopsie. Um, D-Mob happy. Jeez, uh, what would it... Um, did it happen over two legs or something like that? Or there was some... I, I can't think for the life of me. Okay, that's, um, a hunch, that's a hunch. Oh, may, oh, actually, oh, that might be, it might be that they were both in extra time or something. It was okay. no-nil afterwards and that both enough. the goals were in extra time. That's something a nice like that, Go for that. Both were Go for the first... No, what? First or second thought? <laughs> I reckon, yeah, I, got I reckon the first one might be a bit silly. I reckon maybe we'll go for extra, both of them scored an extra time, yeah. I think. Both of them scored an extra time. Okay. I wouldn't call that very unusual, guys, okay, okay. to be honest with you now. All right. So across we go. You get a bonus here and the next question, if you can get this. What was unusual about Italy's uh, 2-0 win over Yugoslavia in the final of Euro 1968? You've written down. You've well, written, written, written down. What have you written down? What I've written down was that was the replay because they played before. Yeah. <laughs> it was ah. indeed after a replay. Oh, Double yeah. digits. Here we come. <laughs> 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 yes, indeed. The f- the original game, which occurred on eighth of June, was a one all draw, mm-hmm. and so they they didn't believe in penalty shootouts back in the sixties. So they went and reconvened and had a replay on the tenth of June, oh, yeah. and Italy won two nil. 
So well done, Linda. You knew it. Well done. Well done, Linda. Now, your question, guys. You're in. Former US First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy married which shipping tycoon on the Greek island of Scorpios? Aristotle and NASA. Well done. Well done. What was his daughter's name? Oh, I don't, don't really care. Okay, Go here's on. one <laughs> interesting fact. You've, you've actually tangentially referred to this already, so here comes a question on it now. Commonly referred to as the 68th Comeback Special, the actual name of this famous television show was X Presents Elvis. Who were X, an American corporation most famous as the manufacturer of sewing machines? So, commonly referred to as the 68 Comeback Special, the actual name of this famous television show was X Presents Elvis, who were X, an American corporation most famous as the manufacturer of sewing machines. I think I know this. <clears throat> no pressure. Times season nine presents Elvis. <laughs> Singer presents Elvis. It's not Intel anyway. No. It's actually very clever. Uh, 30 seconds to go on the timer if you need it. Clever, okay. So, who were X in X Presents Elvis? An American corporation most famous as the manufacturer of sewing machines. And if in doubt, I would just say the name of a manufacturer of sewing machines. Singer. <laughs> Singer, she said. Well done. Oh. Linda. Uh, yes. the point. It's correct. Well done, Linda. Yes, That's it was. Linda. As Andrew said, clever. Yeah. Singer yeah. presents Elvis. Yeah. Okay, next question. <laughs> on March the 24th, whilst travelling from Cork to London, Aer Lingus Flight 712 crashed, unfortunately killing 61 passengers and crew. This crash occurred near which rocky outcrop, topped by a lighthouse <coughs> 11 kilometres off the southeast coast of County Wexford? It was Tusker. Tusker Rock? Tusker Rock, yes, yeah. is right. Oh, right. they're in there. They're, they're, they're coming back, Paddy. They're coming back. Well, Great answer. this is. is for five in a row. Yeah. Oh. Is it? Yep. Yeah, already. Which US athlete set the long jump world record at the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico City? His record of 8.9 meters stood for 23 years and is still today the second longest jump in history. It's uh, Bob, Bob Bowman. 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 I'm going to start the clock. Oh, Bob Bowman? Is it Bob? Bob Berman. 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 Something meant B, something, something, M O N. Did you watch the video? I watched the video. I didn't watch the video. Bobby, boar, boar. Bo- oh! B- Bumen. Bobby Bumen. Bobby Bumen. He's the oh. kill. Press it, John, press it. Press it. Uh, one more try. Bob, Ben. Can you tell me the question again, please? No, you don't need the question. You know the no. answer. You're just not <laughs> pronouncing it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, if I said Linda Blonway, it wouldn't be an answer, would it? Cornway. <laughs> so we're go again. Go again. Quick. Close. Ten seconds. Bob. Bob. Bowman. 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 I heard Beeman. Beeman. It's correct. Bob no, Beeman. Didn't actually not That's say Beeman. totally what I heard did them saying say, there. None yeah. of them said Beeman. Beeman. I know. I definitely Gee. heard Bob Beeman. So. Paddy, did you ever That's hear any B in, in any of those pronunciations? They were O's all the way. To be honest, I thought they got it. I thought they got it. Uh, I thought they got it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bob Beeman. Yeah. Bob Beeman. Which is what they said. I watched the video and it was really such a massively anyway, long thing. If I can interrupt, you're in now, Andrew. Oh, we are. Andrew and Paddy. You've already heard Wichita Lineman by Glenn Campbell, mm-hmm. along with ah, yes. Reflections by the Supremes and MacArthur Park by Richard Harris. These are three hits from 1968 that were all written by the same songwriter. Who was that? Mm. It's uh, Jimmy McCarthy. Jimmy McCarthy. Jimmy McCarthy. The finest Irish name I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what have I done? All right. you, have, you have ceded control oh, of the game. Oh, damn. It's all right. So, Linda and John, you're getting the next question, but okay. you can get a bonus on this one. It's all right. Who was the songwriter who wrote those hits? What was the hit again? Do you not listen to another no. person's question? Well, we don't assume they're going to get it no, wrong. I was, just, I, was, I, was, I was just in my, um, I don't know, okay. widow there, sorry. Wichita Lineman, which we heard earlier this evening. Yes. Reflections by the Supremes, and MacArthur Park by Richard Harris. All hits in 1968, all written by the same man. Who? Any ideas? No. 
music definitely obviously not my strong point. <laughs> okay. No. It is the bonus though. So. Yeah, it is a bonus, he's right. Wait. So who would, who was singing that year? How Bacharach and Bacharach and David? Yeah. Oh sure. <laughs> Jimmy Webb. Jimmy Webb. I don't know what sort of enthusiasm I just had there. Did you know that, Paddy Duffy? Oh, I I, I did, yeah. I I don't know why I said McCarthy when I... It's all right. MacArthur Park just inflicted a raid with its, like... Uh, Perhaps, yeah, that's it. I went for... It must be the heat. It must be the London heat. So, John and Linda are back in the game again. Here we go. Manchester United won the 1968 European Cup final, becoming the first English team to lift the trophy. Which club did they defeat 4-1 in the final at Wembley Stadium? Benfica. Yeah. Ben, well, the football is serving you well tonight, guys. That's correct. Benfica of Lisbon is the correct answer. Now, here's a long one. Oh. An, an American mining magnate who was given the name the King of Copper as a reference to his fortune. He was made an honorary citizen of Ireland in 1957. In 1950, he had established a library on Shrewsbury Road, Dublin, to house his collection of African, Asian, European and Middle Eastern books. When he died in 1968, he bequeathed this collection to the Irish people in his will, and he was accorded a state funeral by the Irish government, the first private citizen in Irish history to receive such an honour. What was his name? That's like a, that's an Irish Open kind of question right there. <laughs> so I'll read it again. An American mining magnate, he was given, who was given the name the King of Copper as a reference to his fortune. He was made an honorary citizen of Ireland in 1957. In 1950, he had established a library on Shrewsbury Road, Dublin, to house his collection of African, Asian, European and Middle Eastern books. When he died in 1968, he bequeathed his collection to the Irish people in his will. And he was accorded a state funeral by the Irish government, the first private citizen in Irish history to receive such an honour. You've got 24 seconds left. I... Who was that? Who was that? I, I think Paddy might be getting a Skype call. <laughs> I have no <laughs> recollection of the name. Yeah. Same. Okay. I did read it as well, but can't think of the name. Time's up, guys. There goes the bell. Paddy, have you a notion? Over we go. Andrew. Paddy, have you a notion? I, I think I do. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm getting silly notifications here on my, uh, on my Skype machine. It was him. It's, I knew it. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I think this might be Chester Beatty. Yes, I couldn't think of his name. That's exactly who it is. Yes, indeed. Hey. A. Chester Beatty is the correct answer. Hmm. Okay, your question. Which now multinational corporation was founded on July the 18th, 1968, by semiconductor pioneers Robert Noyce and Gordon Moore? Intel. <laughs> sure nice. Paddy's concurring with that one, I think. Right. Intel is correct. Which Formula One racing driver, originally from Scotland, the winner of the World Championship twice, 1963 and 1965, was killed in a Formula Two race at the German Hockenheim circuit in 1968? I read this today and I didn't, I didn't, it didn't compute in my brain at all. The, the, this is an opportunity for me to attain Jimmy Redemption because this is Jimmy Clark. Oh, excellent. Well done. Yes, Jim Clark is correct. Okay. Okay, well done. Subtitled On the Regulation of Birth. This encyclical written by Pope Paul VI was published in July 1968. What is the name of this document? which was politically controversial on its publication, mainly because of its prohibition of most forms of contraception. Ah, uh, here, I looked at it today and I saw the Latin. I, said, I want the Latin name, but I will if I'm being generous, except the English translation. So, can, you, can you repeat that bit again there? Sorry, John. Subtitled on the regulation of birth, this encyclical written by Pope Paul VI was published in July 1968. What is the name of the document? which was politically controversial on its publication, mainly because of its prohibition of most forms of artificial contraception. I could be far out as a lighthouse here, Andrew, but I th- I'm, I'm going towards Humane Vitae. Yes, that's the one. Damn. It's correct. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. Where did I pull that one from? Um, Where did you pull that? Because when you Vatican said it, encyclicals come mm. from. When you said it, I said, oh yeah, I read that today. Okay. When all the votes had been counted at the end of the 1968 U.S. presidential election, Republican Richard Nixon was declared the winner. Who was the winning vice president? 
Oh, here. It's oh. Uh, Spyro Agnew. Spyro Agnew? That's his name. That's correct. That's his name. And I can see the bonus point as well. Oh, five in a row. Okay. Woohoo! Oh, we're back. We're back, guys. We're back. Okay, across we go. You're enough of it, There are four questions left. Okay, let's hang it. Here they come. For you guys, which sitcom set during the Second World War, written by Jimmy Perry and David uh, Croft, was first broadcast on the BBC in 1968? Dead's Army. That's correct. Which guitar-based instrumental song, released as a single in November 1968, is still the only UK number one in the long career of rock group Fleetwood Mac? So I'll read it again. Which guitar-based instrumental song, released as a single in November 1968, is still the only UK number one in the long career of the rock group Fleetwood Mac? It's a slow one. No, you said a slow one. Shh. No. Enough. Right. I'm just going to go right because we've got a minute. So okay. Well, well, right now you've got 28 seconds. There's that song and then there's what there's Fleetwood Mac songs on the list because that's the only one I can think that's got guitar, yeah. strong guitar in it. Because that's that famous guitar riff in that. Is that okay, what that song's called? Go with it. Go with it. Right, go. No. What do you say? Say your answer. No, go. I do want to say it. I do want to say it. Ten <laughs> seconds. Say something. Say funny. it. Say it. Weird and chains. No, it's chains. Chain. Uh, the chain. <laughs> there's very much lyrics in the chain. Of rumors. Cross we go. I, I have the tune in my head, but I have no clue what it's called. That's very sad. Okay. I think it's, you're looking at Paddy. It's called, uh, it's called Albatross. That's the one. It is. Albatross, oh, correct. Okay. Hmm. Well done. Second last question of the set. Which famous golf tournament was won by Bob Goldby in somewhat controversial circumstances in 1968 when his opponent, Roberto Di Vincenzo, made an error on his scorecard, incorrectly signing for a four instead of a three on the 17th oh. hole? That, of course, terrible um, scene in the world of golf. Would this be the American Open or would it be the Masters? So which famous golf tournament was won by Bob yeah. Goldby in controversial circumstances in 1968 when his opponent, Roberto Di Vincenzo, made an error on his scorecard? We just said the US Masters. The, the, the yeah, let's go for the Masters, Masters, I think. Yeah, that's the first one that came to mind. Let's Master. say the Masters. The Masters, John. Correct. Okay. Hey. All right. And final question of the set. By what name is the musician, singer, DJ, and former U.S. Marine who was born Orville Burrell on October 22, 1968 in Kingston, Jamaica, better known? Over his career, he has scored 11 top 30 hits in Ireland, including four number ones. And as I'm aware, I, th- I think he once went on his holiday to yeah. Galway and like, people started uh, taking pictures of him having pints with uh, Shaggy. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna give the accent to try. It's only like it'll demean us all. Yeah. All right. Correct, okay. Amundo. Okay, let's go and check the scores at the no, end of the quiz. Uh, quiet, please. Quiet, please. Bye. Quiet, please. See you later. Bye. Quiet, please. Bye. Quiet, please. Bye, audience. Pray silence for Clancy. Blue team three points. Red team fifteen points. Hard luck to the red team, uh, John and Linda, yeah. and congratulations to. Andrew Go and the Blues. Ali, <laughs> team Blue. And uh, thank you. Well done, Andrew. All right, thank you. Thanks, and, guys. And, and uh, thank you, listeners at home, for tuning in. If you're listening on a podcast, don't forget, you can hang around and hear the podcast extras coming up just after this. Be Until next week, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Bye. Podcast extra. I, I, I read out your text to say you were getting off the tube okay. and you'd be home soon. And one of our number in here said, where does he live? <laughs> and uh, I just thought, if you can't decipher where getting off the tube, if, if, if getting off the tube Can maybe I, made you pa- picture him Paddy, riding a giant tube. Paddy, hello, I'm Andrew. I'm Andrew in your team <laughs> like this in that, evening. Like in that Barclays River Flume ad. I mean, <laughs> I mean that would be the ideal <laughs> situation, to be honest. But <laughs> I've just realised I'm outnumbered this evening. I'm You're the only num- female in the room. You're the only female, not only in the room, but in, in, in the cyber arena that we now have. reside. Cyber uh, arena. arena.
A cyber, would you? What? what? Well, the fact that Patty's also part. Patty's also not a woman. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> not and he's not here in the room. But That's I, all was, I'm getting I was at. speaking. I was. I was including Paddy when I was saying that. Yeah, I played the wrong jingle there, so let's go with this one instead. (laughs) (laughs) There, I played the right one there. Okay, uh, let's just uh, not faff around at all, and we'll go back into it. I was messing there, by the way, just in case. You were what? What were you? Come on, messing at my, you know, get to the conclusion and answer, just in case anyone. It was hilarious, uh, japery. (laughs) It was. (laughs) uh, Just so that it's understandable. I just want to get on the record. I prefer Paddy's. Meant yeah. the, the two of you going exactly. Ara, Ara. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ara. Well, Ara just means I don't know. Yeah. No, but it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, you'd never know. If it does come up some stage. Yeah, well known surname, the Ara. <laughs> the the Monaghan name. <laughs> Good one, actually. <laughs> no. All right, okay, we're going to get back to it. Now. Okay, I love this last round, by the way. I do like it too. Yeah, I love it. Okay, 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 let's play this again. You went from a scenario where you were triple scores to only double scores. So that's a moral victory in a kind. Yeah. That's what I reckon. Anyway. (laughs) Andrew's just saying he really enjoyed the quiz, Paddy. I wonder why. Oh, he said, no, I enjoyed it too. It was good fun. It was good Um, fun. Apart from uh, having a kind of... um, You did. Minor meltdown there over Sorry. over over my Jimmy. <laughs> I hate it when that have a problem. That really sounds like a euphemism. It's a painful thing when you get your Jimmy's in the face. Yeah, don't get your Jimmy's in a note. That could be very painful. Jesus. Anyway, anyway, well done. Well done. Yeah, well done, guys. Fair play to you. Well done, fair play, guys. Next week on After the Fact. All right, warm-up question time if everyone's brain is now in the zone. No, it's not, but it will. Geography question tonight. Great. Yay. I have a list in front of me of the ten countries that border Brazil. Oh, holy God. Simply give me an eye at one of these ten countries to preserve your lives. We shall go around. Uh, we'll start with Carol. France. France. Brazil. <laughs> She's got the super bonus point one. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Well done. Obviously, you've been reading that recently or something. I was just oh, in I, there. I just know that. I just know that. Yeah. Oh, God. You'd explain it in a second. Yeah, France. Uh, French Guiana would oh, also be what it would be called. But it is literally part of France. It's not its of own country. Course. So that is a, a, a province of France that borders Brazil. Now, Anne, with that out of the way... I should get an extra life for that. I was going to say, that was, that was worth the bell. There's never a bell normally in, in warm-up time. And now I'm kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> going, oh, flip, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, Christ. Everything you ever knew about South America is now... Yeah. Remember well, I, I know were, very little. Okay, Argentina. Yes. Uh, Michelle. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm really crap at this. Uh, Colombia? Colombia is correct. Way, not so crap. Mikey. Oh, good. All the ones I know. Um, oh, Uruguay. Uruguay, correct. All right, we're back to Carol. Excuse me. Suriname. Thank you, Carol. She just shows off, doesn't she? Suriname. Oh, no, but I'm glad, she's, I'm glad she's using the obscure ones because it's giving me a chance. And? Uh, and I've just gone blank. <laughs> Peru. Peru is correct. Well done. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> um, hmm. Let's say Uruguay. Uh, well, it's still oh, right. you could say that only Mike said that. Mike uh, said that, Lando. sorry. <laughs> I was trying to get my head in. He's right this beside you. is well needed for me. Um, Venezuela. Venezuela, that's correct. Hey. Okay, Mike. Okay. Um, We're the all other, guy, the all other correct so far. Guyana. Pardon? Guyana? 
Guyana's correct, yes. Cross elimination there. That's taken uh, Carol's next one away from her. Oh, right? yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Paraguay. <laughs> Paraguay, correct. Are we nearly out at this stage? We have, and exactly one left. So this is going to be our first ever four way tie in the warm round. Is that an island or is it a mainland country? Uh, I'm going to go with it, and I could be wrong. Belize? Belize is wrong. Oh. You've lost a life. Hmm. Michelle. Oh dear. Um. I don't know. Did anyone say Ecuador yet? We were having a bit of trouble with the headphones at the start. Nobody said Ecuador yet. And it's, it's definitely wrong though. So I'm going to say. <laughs> so. Did you say Ecuador? I did. You did. It's wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, I expected as much. <laughs> okay. Mike. Okay. Um, running out. Bolivia? Bolivia, yes. That is the final one on this list. Oh, right. Yeah. Brazil touches basically every country in South America except two. Chile. Chile yeah. is one of them and Ecuador is the other. Oh. <laughs> and what is Belize is further nah. up, is it? Belize in Central America. Oh, you know, so, Mexico. Yeah. Way up there. Okay. Okay. Well done. That was very good going, everyone. No.